Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, women and children of all ages, it's about that time. It's Monday Night Raw, real estate style. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having yourself a great Monday. We got a great treat for you tonight, as well as some coming up in the coming weeks. Go ahead, put your name in, where you're coming in from. We can give you a quick shout out before we get started with the show. And I want to let you know a couple of announcements before we get this thing going. Um, You know, let's see, next Monday night, we'll be on seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern. We're going to walk through some of my favorite marketing systems. I'm going to have a guest on for that. That's next Monday night. Make sure you chimed in for that. Um, the following week we're on with Antoine Campbell senior CEO 929 over on IG. We're going to be talking to him on the 17th of August. Come on in and uh, pick his brain. He's doing deals in multiple locations as well. Virtually everybody virtual. Now that's the way we're doing it. And uh, let's see, we got also coming up, on the 31st of August, we'll be on with Victor Antonio. You might have seen him on with uh, Grant Cardone or something like that. You might have seen him on the Internet talking about sales because, you know, this business is all about sales. We're going to be on with him Monday, August the 31st, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. This is what we do each and every week. If you ever want to be notified of the upcoming live streams, all you have to do is text JV to 31996. You'll get the free joint venture agreement. That works with wholesalers, real estate agents, and other real estate investors. Plus, you'll be notified of the live streams as we go live, as some just was notified a few moments ago. So all you have to do is text JV to 31996. That's how we do it. Let's see who we got up in here. What up? What up? WD Property Investments. I see you, bro. Chris Jackson. What up, though? I see you down in Texas. Mike buys houses full price in New Orleans. What up? Baltimore in the building. I see you. What up? What up? Bobby Blue, what it do? Angela Long, what up? Mr. I stay woke. You know that's right. That's how I be doing it. LA in the building. West Coast. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, Denise? I see you. Uh, let's see. Who else? We got Houston. Houston in the building. H-Town. All right. McKinney, Texas. I see Texas representing pretty hard here. That's right. Back at it again. That's how we do it. What's up, Lucy? What's up, everybody? So like I said, give this video a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a share. We're on tonight with one of my favorite people, Mr. Chris Bruce, a.k.a. Detroit Mogul. We're about to get this thing started, everybody. Share it out. Tag somebody who want to know about this real estate stuff because it's about that time to get it popping. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is the student master teacher, Mr. I Stay Woke, Chris Monroe, and I'm right back at you with another real estate video. I know we got people chiming in from all the different social medias. We are live streaming on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, 
and in multiple groups on Facebook. And we're watching temporarily over here on IG. If you're watching on Instagram, hop on over to the YouTube channel at Chris Monroe STL if you want to get the full experience. So without further ado, I want to bring in my bro that I got to meet from out where we meet him at out in Las Vegas. I was out in Las Vegas, got to meet up with him, got to connect a powerful brother. You might have seen him on ABC. You might have seen him on Fox News. You might have seen him on New York Weekly in the print or on the TV. You might have seen him somewhere. My bro, known as Detroit Mogul on Instagram, Chris Bruce. What up, bro? Welcome to the Chris Monroe Show. Man, I appreciate you, Chris, bringing me on the show, man. Great, great. Good to have you on. And if you name Chris, you got to be a heavy hitter, right? <laughs> That's a fact. That's right. That's right. So you can't lose. So for people who may not know, give a people a little bit of background. Who is Chris Bruce and what do you do, bro? Absolutely. So um, Chris Bruce is a knucklehead from Detroit that was trying to figure out life early on at the age of 21. Um, I actually got involved in real estate, bought my first rental property uh, because my dad told me it was a good idea. End up losing that property during the last recession, the crash. Uh, fast forward. I got introduced to this whole wholesaling thing three years later, and I went ahead and decided to go for full all in. And um, now I just I've been in the business for 11 years. I've done tons and tons of real estate deals all across the country. And um, just a person that's just trying to make sure that I'm leading the community, the culture of showing them different ways of how they can, you know, utilize this strategy to be able to start to capitalize and, and get your capital up and then be able to turn it into some wealth building strategies like buying rentals i know that's right say 11 years so you've seen this market go up down sideways and every which way so uh i know this kind of is a flashback to the 2008 type thing right now right with this corona yeah i mean it's definitely totally different um we probably don't even don't feel the wrath of like the, the market shift to me in maybe the end of this year next year i think What's weird is actually the Corona has did the opposite. Like in our market here, properties is flying off the, they're not even staying on, on, on listings at all. It's, it's crazy. So actually the opposite, we're in a recession. Say <laughs> <even like it. laughs> so this time to turn up, everybody else running away. You going toward it. Yeah. Yeah. What market are you in by the way? Tampa, St. Pete, uh, Clearwater, Newport, Richie, Port Richie, all of this area of like, um, the, they call it, it's like Central Florida, um, Central Mid South Florida in a sense. Uh, so yeah, what's that? Jacksonville in there too, or no? No, no. Jacksonville is North Florida. Um, Central is more like Orlando, and then you kind of get like right under is uh, Tampa and the surrounding areas around there before you get to South Florida. So the middle of Florida, just taking mm -hmm. over multiple markets right in there. They yeah. say it's like a competitive place though. Florida people don't really want to go there. They think it's too many people there, too many sharks like swimming around us now. I mean, yeah, there's always there's competition, but at the end of the day, uh, I like, you know, a competitive market. It's not, you know, LA or, or, or Miami, but it definitely is, um, you know, it's, 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 it's competitive, but that's the thing. When you get a deal, you're going to make so much money on that deal because there's no inventory. And so, you know, once something come across your plate, it's a wrap. Like you can probably make at least, if you grab, obviously if you got it at the right price, you'll make 15, 20,000 on a wholesale easy. Wow. So lock it up low and go with the flow. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. 
If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. So, so you say you do a little bit of wholesaling, a little bit of uh, buying holds. What else do you do? Is that what you do mainly? Yeah, that's it. Like now, I've transitioned now to just straight looking at buying holds. Like um, I bought a mobile home um, for, in Plant City, which is a little north of Tampa. And uh, right now, I'm also looking in Cleveland to, to buy some rentals out there right now, this uh, month of August. So that's all I'm working on now, man, is just trying to just buy to, to hold at this point. I'm not so interested in, like, wholesaling everything. If I find a wholesale deal, it makes sense, I'll do it. But other than that, I'm trying to buy it myself to keep it. It's the same way I've been. Everybody say, I want to wholesale. I don't want to keep it. I'm like, man, you better stay in the deal. That's where you make the money at, right? Yeah. Most definitely. So are you doing traditional rentals? Or are you using some of those creative strategies like lease options and all that other type of stuff? Yeah, we, we're doing owner financing. Yeah, we're owner financing them out. Um, because the thing about it is that I like that to me better versus doing a traditional rental because of the thing is that like I don't have to worry about fixing some of the stuff of the house when I owner finance it out, you know. Um, so I, I like that. But now I'm, I'm straight buying it with my cash, though taking the cash i'm making from my other business and just buying it out cash right right that makes sense so virtual is what it is and um i know you said you were from detroit and you moved to florida i guess you had enough of that cold weather yeah man i, I was i was i was getting in trouble and it was, it was cold weather as well so i had opportunity to either move to jamaica with my dad or come to florida with my mom and i decided to come to florida and it's actually the best decision i made so it worked out for the good I know that's right. I know that's right. Uh, Angela wants to know, how's the Detroit market? Are you still investing there or you left that alone, period? Yeah, I'm not investing in Detroit. I'm actually, um, I looked at a few rentals last week uh, from one of my guys that's a realtor. He sent me some listings and stuff. Um, Detroit for a standpoint of like either holding or wholesaling is still um, pretty solid. There's certain areas in that particular neighborhoods of detroit that are better than others like there's still some places where it's just like land there's nothing there besides like the land like you see a you'll see like two houses and then all the other houses gone it's land and nobody's going to build a house in a neighborhood where there's no new builds going on but there's certain areas in detroit that are good so um to answer your question yeah detroit is, is still a, a a good market in my opinion um it's not the best market, but it's so you can still make a you know a couple of dollars and make some money out there. Because I understand you can get deals there pretty cheap or something, right? Like it's kind of like these Midwest markets are all pretty cheap, from what I understand. Yeah, all of the Midwest markets, for the most part, um, well, actually, all of them, but a lot of them. Like I'm looking at Cleveland because it's the strongest rental market in the in the country right now. Um, really, the strongest? Yeah, even, even when the pandemic hit, Section Eight, they were paying full 100 percent. Uh, so like you know you know with section eight most of the tenant got to pay like two hundred dollars or whatever section they actually carried the full amount of the rent to um you know the landlord so yeah they, they got a strong rental market out there uh so that's what i'm looking at i know that's right get the get the rentals up get the paper up so we got about 33 people watching right now across multiple platforms and over here on ig i'm ending it for you guys see you on the other side and uh i did want to ask you so when it comes to like marketing to try to attract these motivated sellers, I guess in multiple markets, what are you using to do that? Is this a special tools, a special magic juju you're putting on them or what? Uh, well, really it is, is just focusing on uh, three marketing strategies. One, we got a VA that's cold calling um, all day. Not all day, I would say like two to three hours a day. 
Um, and then we have uh, also another VA that does our ringless voicemail and also does um, text messaging. So text messaging has actually been working very efficiently for us, uh, like very, very efficient, actually. But we transition them from the, te the text message is just to get an intro call going. I mean, intro uh, conversation going. And then we transition to them getting on the phone so we can actually figure out, you know, are they in a position where they're distressed seller or they have a distressed property? And that's the biggest thing. Um, and then from there, you know, once we see that there's interest on the phone, then we get over to my acquisition guy that takes over from there. But yeah, I mean, text messaging has been like really effective. Um, cold calling still does work, but we still get more of our leads from uh text messaging and then a couple from ringless voicemail so wait a minute are you going in with the text message and negotiating through text or say just yeah. a conversation yeah. get on the phone yeah yeah the thing is that i i don't like doing any type of negotiation on through text because first off there's no it's very hard to build a rapport it's very hard to um see and hear to even know somebody's tonality right so a text message the way you can be read can be, um, it, you can read a text message and determine a different perspective of what you read. You know, somebody could have said something and it might not have been anything that was trying to, you know, come off as as a harm or whatever, but you can read a message and look at it and your perspective on it is totally different. So I believe that it's the, I don't think that it's the best way to negotiate. I would want to be on the phone with the homeowner. I can, they can hear my tonality. I can pretty much mirror how, they are, you know, if they're a fast talker, I want to talk fast. If they're a slow talker, they're older, I want to make sure I'm talking older, they can understand what I'm saying. So no, nothing through text, even though we've done it before, we usually never do that. Um, so the text conversation is strictly just to, you know, make sure that we're talking to the right person, see if they happen to be interested in getting a cash offer for their property. If so, then we're going to transition to the phone call because we said there's a few questions that we need to ask and it'll be easier if we can get them on the phone. Most definitely, most definitely, because a lot of people want to try to negotiate on the text. I'm like, don't do that. You're messing it up, man. Don't do it. <laughs> so that's definitely the right way to go. Get the conversation started, open right. them up, and then get on that phone and see if you can break it on home. Mm -hmm. So you say text messaging, a little bit of cold calling. Do y'all do bandit signs or anything like that or any of that type of stuff or Facebook marketing? or? Nah, I mean, we, we of course, we've tried it all done it all and it had been effective over the past 11 years but currently no we haven't done any of that i'm actually been thinking about getting back into doing some more direct mail uh because we used to go heavy with direct mail for years that's the only strategy i used to use and i thought about it i was like you know um even with the pandemic still going on businesses are starting to open up but I kind of feel bad I didn't take advantage of it. Those people were home. They probably were definitely going to open their mail because they at home. <laughs> they <doing that. laughs> they chilling. So give them right. something to read. Send them a long letter that's already pre-made. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So getting back into the mail. Mail is expensive though, right? That's one of the most expensive marketing you can do. It is, but I, I just used to love getting the calls from those people um because like they already like from my marketing we would do postcards and the way everything was set up in a postcard we we're already kind of pre-selling them so yeah we got people that would call us and they'd be like take us off the list or whatever but you know that one to three calls that we would get that they were interested it was like pretty much a, you know typically a solid lead because we had a certain verbiage in our a postcard that would like get rid of like the, the, the you know people that just wasn't really interested in. no that's right 
All right. So when you're actually talking to different sellers or your VA or whoever's doing the initial call or your acquisitions mm -hmm. person, what type of screening are they doing? Are they doing to just see if they want to sell to gauge motivation or are they trying to see if they would accept some type of creative terms or what type of screening are they doing when they talk to these people? Yeah, honestly, we don't do a lot of creative terms. That's something that I, I want to educate myself in and get a little bit more into that because I've, I've, I've lacked in that area. But uh, mainly what we're trying to do is just figure out to determine in their situation, are they a distressed seller? One thing we do, and this is what we tell every homeowner up front, and this helps us build a strong rapport so they understand how our business model is. We tell them up front what we do, which is we got three extra strategies. One, we may buy your property up, fix it up, uh, resell it, you know, put it back on the market, resell it. Two, we may buy it, fix it up. We might hold it as a rental. Three, we may buy it, sell it the same day as is to another investor that we see is a better fit for the project, which is us explaining that we may wholesale their deal. We just say in a better way. So us wait telling a minute, them, wait a minute, that was heavy right there. You got, we got to don't, don't run over that too quick. That was heavy. That very one that sounded strong. You tell them, wait a minute, we might just buy it and sell it the same day. And that's today, mine. It sounded like what? Oh wow. Yeah, I like so, that. So when we say that, when we say, hey, we might buy a house the same day, sell it as is to another investor that we see is a better fit for the project. But we also say, like, regardless, today, if we agree on a price, whatever that price is, no matter what extra strategy we're going to use, you're going to be locked in in that price that we're going to give you. And so they don't care. So when we are marketing the property, you know, disposing it, and they might see that we got their property listed, you know, Craigslist or whatever, we tell them, hey, listen, it's just a little more work for the project. We felt that we should go ahead and, and, and market it to one of our buyers. So we're just, you know, we're just basically exercising our uh, third strategy that we told you guys about. And our homeowners never get mad about it because they're like, OK, I'll be up front about it. You know, mm, I like that. And it was smooth and subtle. It wasn't over, over complicated. Sometimes we just buy and sell the same day to another investor. Smooth. I like that. Yeah. I have to steal it. No. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, you know, we'll put it to the test. See, people think we just on these streams talking that talk, but we be picking up little nuggets. I hope y'all are watching in the, in the comments. I see we got some comments here. If you do have any questions about anything we're speaking about, put it in the comments and uh, we'll definitely try to get an answer for you guys. So um, talking to sellers, you let them know your three exit strategies. So when they see it up on the Internet somewhere, they're not like, hey, you selling my house for more than you got it for me from, buddy. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> So they feel a lot better with that. That's cool. So um, let me see what we got here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you mostly virtual wholesale or are you still walking every property? That's what Lucy wants to know on Instagram, on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, we everything is is virtual wholesale. What we do is we will first identify that they do, you know, have obviously a um, they're in a situation. You know, I, I tell people if there's not a distressed property or they are a distressed seller is going to be a very challenge to even get the deal locked up. So once we identify that, which is basically figuring out what is the reason for looking to sell today? Um, you know, is there any repairs? We want to know maybe there is any repairs, but if we were to give you a free $20,000 gift card to go do whatever it is that you want in your house to fix up, what things would you upgrade the property? Once we have a very good determination that there's some type of typical reason why they're looking for money to sell their house or, there is some distress as far as repairs, upgrades that's needed. We will determine the offer based off of cash comps or what properties are selling for that buyers are buying. We'll make an offer over the phone, lock it up before we even go see it. Then we'll have somebody, you know, on the ground that will pay twenty-five to fifty dollars to go to get photos and videos of it. So yeah, everything that we're doing is virtual. We don't walk the properties. I mean, sometimes 
acquisition guy will go there just because he wants to, but all of the deals are locked up before you even go see the property. Now that's so powerful. And I came in the game that way. And I don't even know people be running out to the house. I gotta go see the house. <laughs> like, man, I'm locking them up. Then go see the house. What are you doing all that? That all that running out to the house and find out they don't even really want to sell that bad or whatever, you know? Right. So definitely. So so virtual is the way to go. Lock them up before you go see them. So how do you assess the repairs? How do you figure out what is what to offer and things like that? Yeah, no, good question. So what we do is that we we look at we use PropStream for, you know, our to be able to run cops. We look at the MLS data and public records, of course. But our biggest thing is that when we're talking with the homeowner and we're asking them again the repairs that's needed. Then we ask them the twenty thousand dollar gift card question. Like, hey, if we give you twenty thousand dollar gift card to Home Depot. You know what things would you upgrade in the property once they're kind of telling us like yeah well i guess i would you know fix uh, i would upgrade they put new uh kitchen cabinets then we would put new appliances and then now then i'm starting to kind of we figuring out all right this is the certain stuff that needs to be upgraded the property typically unless they come to us and say like the roof needs to be replaced because that's another question we asked them when the last time the roof was replaced once we identify based off of the repairs upgrades that they're telling us will add on a little bit more, obviously. But what we do is our formula, we'll look at the numbers of what properties are going for. Most all of the cash sales that's selling today, they all need repairs or upgrades. There's not many deals oh. cash, right? That's like all the way fixed up, ready to go. So we'll take that number that all the comps that we've seen and we'll subtract that by 10 to 15,000. That's how we come over our offering. Wow. So you just go ahead and just go for the gusto. Don't play around and none of that stuff. Get them locked up. Sometimes they want to offer this or they say they want less than you was going to offer them anyway. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry up exactly. and sign them up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right. So getting those pictures. Have you ever had sellers just get pictures for you? Because we do that sometimes too. Have them send pictures. Yeah. Um, but I like to send my own people out. The reason why is because we did that one time. And of course, the seller didn't want to send us like, you know, there was one time there was a, 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 a stain on the roof. And of course, they didn't want to send us that photo. <laughs> so, we was just, <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to keep sending our people out there because we have a certain process of how we have them take certain photos of each room. Um, so we make sure we get a whole visual of everything. Because, I mean, I get it. If I was a homeowner and I was trying to sell to somebody, I probably would miss the little broken window or something like that. You know what I'm saying? In the photo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I tell them to, you know, take the picture sideways, you know, landscape view and take pictures of anything that looks like it might need to be replaced or repaired. So, you know, they, they do try to dodge out though. Cause that's definitely true. Oh, I forgot about this. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to drop that price. Right. So, so what do you think about renegotiating with a seller? Say they, uh, said something on the phone, you get there, you notice, Hey man, it's another $20,000 worth of work that you didn't say nothing about. How did, what do you do about that? Do you read yeah, it? No, definitely. So yeah, we do that uh, often. So what we'll do is, um, we, we play a good cop back. That's the good thing about if you have somebody that's doing the negotiation for you. Um, my adversary guy makes me out to a bad guy, but what we do basically is that we'll come back and you know, we'll be like, man, you know, we got, we got some good news and bad news. And they'll be like, what? And like, well, the good news is, you know, it looks like we're all good. I talked with the title company, you know, they're ready. I think we're going to definitely be able to close in the next uh, few days. But after talking with, we had three different estimates from three different contractors of repairs that's needed on this property. And man, they're all coming back, you know, much higher than what I thought. Um, you know, this property needs way more repairs than what we expected. I really was under the impression that you know, based off our conversation and the assessment of what you told me that was needed was going to be a lot lower 
than these contractors' estimates. And so I just can't pay whatever the amount I saying. And like, so like, oh man, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'd be out of business if I were to pay that. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I, I would literally go bankrupt. There's just too much more work. And again, <laughs> I've tried three different contractors and their estimates are all way higher than what I expected. I was like, the good thing is I can close on it, but it's just, I I, I, I won't be able to close at that price. A lot of them be like, all right, well, well, what price would you be able to do? And I'd be like, well, I really need to be just, you know, and I'll say maybe $5,000 under. You know, I'm not going to hit them over the head like a crazy number, but it's typically like five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars under what it is I negotiated. And then it always works for the most part. I think we're probably like six out of nine that it works because the thing about it is, is that most homeowners, once we have, and you can't do this, so the tip is you can't do this right after you negotiate. Like you got to wait like, like a week to come back. Like I would say at least five to seven days before you come back with that type of negotiation, if not longer. But what happens in their head is that they have already spent that money, right? You can you say, all right, I'm gonna fifty thousand dollars. They sign a contract. They already didn't say it. Okay, ten thousand going to this debt. We're gonna pay this. Take another five thousand. We're gonna put them on down payment of the car. We're gonna go to some vacation. The money already spent. You know what I'm saying? So they already counting their dollars of where money is going to because you got, the thing about people I understand is that most homeowners have never sold a property. They bought a property unless they're an investor. Unless they've been in the game. Then a lot of people have never sold a property. So the thing about it is if they never had that amount of money, you know, typically also in their bank account at one shot, you know, as one big check or one wire. So again, they counted and dissected where each dollar was going to go to. And so for them to be able to like take that all the way away over a couple of dollars doesn't make sense. So a lot of them would end up, you know, wanted, they'll, they'll take the negotiation all day. And uh, yeah, we just, that's one of our ways that we use to, to negotiate here now. Wow. Now that's what I'm talking about. Now I do like the part where you just tell them, yeah, I can't close at that number and you allow them to come back and say, oh yeah, well, what can you do? You know, mm -hmm. and let them do it versus you telling them I can do something. That's the nugget right. in there, right? Yep. Let them come to you and say, well, what can you do? I mean, I spent this money. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> Save me. <laughs> I'm actually in a situation like that right now, as a matter of fact, we got a deal just put under contract. And uh, I had them take the pictures, like I just said. Right. They took pictures and said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you about this before they took the pictures. There's a big crack in the basement. But mm -hmm. I already got it locked in with an end buyer. So I was going to renegotiate, but I'm going to wait a couple more days. This has only yeah. been four days. I don't want to do it too quick. And I'll say, don't do it too quick. Yeah, wait a couple yeah, of days. Closing. You could do it right before. I haven't done that in years. But you could do that right before a closing, and it for sure will work. The day of closing, hey, we're gonna yeah. drop the three four grand. They gonna go and drop it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dang, see, I knew not to do it too quick. See, I was wise before I knew it, and I ain't even knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's some nuggets right there. If y'all get some value, give this video a thumbs up, give it a like, give it a share. Let's see what we got over here. A bunch of questions. They loading them up in here. All right, let's see here. WD Property Investment say, what's a good way to get off the phone when a seller is wasting your time and not interested? Yeah, good question. So the biggest thing is that yeah. People would want to talk your ear off all day, you know, wasting your time. And, and, and what we do is when we're explaining our process. Another thing that we let homeowners know is say, listen, we don't buy every home that we come across. It's a very good way to tell people that, hey, listen, you know what? Not every property that we come across, not every homeowner we talk to that we buy. And then also what we tell them is that, listen, you know, we, we the reason why is because we are looking to help a specific person. We're looking to help someone that 
you know, is in a distressed situation or has a distressed property and they would rather go the route of being able to, you know, liquidate it for cash um, and not to go through, through the traditional way of hiring a realtor, fixing up the property, paying closing costs and paying the commission to a realtor. So the biggest thing is, is that, you know, when we're talking with them, if we identify that they're not, you know, a distressed seller or down with distressed property looking for a retail or whatever, we say, listen, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Uh, I, I, I can tell by talking with you that, you know, um, you don't let you don't want your, your, your time wasted. You're a very important person. And I don't wouldn't want to waste your time or waste any more of mine. It seems like right now that you probably more fit to go the traditional route uh, because the numbers that you're looking for or your expectation is more of a retail. I'm an investor. I can't pay retail. Um, so the takeaway, just go ahead and just take it away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, don't it's, waste too much energy. I don't know. I'm not the guy. Not the oh no, I think you are. <laughs> you're like, oh, I got a real one here. Wait a minute. So that's a good way. Get off the phone with him. Don't waste no time with him, uh, Darian over there. WD Property Investments up in Baltimore. All right, let's see what we got here. Good, good one there. Um, let's see here. That verbiage helps you get rid of the tire kickers. Yep, exactly, Derek. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Here. I'm trying to avoid all MWAs, minimum wage activities. Lock up the deal. That's right, Robert. You got it. Lock them up first. That's right. That's the only way to do it. That's the only way I've done it from day one. Did you come in like that too, Chris? Or did you, or did you go on and run out? Oh, to the no, property? no, no, no. When I first started, so I, so when I first started, I started wholesaling um, foreclosure properties. So I was working directly with realtors and they would give me the lockbox code to the properties and I would go see them. And then when I when I transitioned into doing seller direct properties, I was still going to see them. The issue was is that so at, at a time when I start when I went full time in 2010, properties I have one in area called Clearwater, one in St. Pete, another one may be in Newport Ritchie. That's all over the damn city. You know what I'm saying? So it's not enough time in a day for me to get to every home. And then on top of it, I'm going to the homeowner, and then they're not even interested at the price that I'm going to need that. They want you know 150 thousand, and it's only worth 45. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. <laughs> I was like, yo, I got to figure this shit out because this is not working in my favor right now. You know, and so that's when I started doing virtual back in 2011. But before then, no, I was going to every single property. Mm, see, I came in. I learned quick. I said, what? I could do this from sitting in this chair? My yeah. very first deal, I never met the seller to that house or the buyer. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't know the guy if I walked by him today. So, I'm like, <laughs> hey. And that's what I'm talking about. So, let's see here. Chris Jackson says, wait till the title starts asking them for information in the process is moving forward, then hit them with that price drop. That's right. Yeah. Uh, somebody over here on Facebook. And if you're watching in a woke real estate investing group, go ahead and hit that link all the way down at the bottom of the description. That'll give us your name and uh, everything to show who you are. They say, how do you find good contractors to use Chris? So the biggest thing I would tell everybody one referrals, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, that's period. I think getting referrals from other people the biggest thing though, sometimes I know like some people, may not want to give up their contractors if they're keeping them busy with their projects. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do, um, Home Depot, to be honest with you, they're hanging out every morning around, and it's, I don't know if it's everywhere across the country, but I know like here in Florida, around 8.30, I would say between 8.30 to 10, 8.30, 9.30, contractors just be sitting out there. A lot of Mexicans and stuff like that, that won't work. Some of them may not have their green cards or whatever, so they working on the table, whatever. But you can find like some solid contractors that are well, at Home Depot sitting in the corner. So that's another thing. So first I say get a referral to 
I would then go like Home Depot um, and literally Lowe's. They'd just be sitting outside. Uh, wow. So those people that sitting out at the Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff, how do you verify that their work is going to be good? Do you ask them for before and after pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to see before and after pictures and see if some projects they currently are working on. I mean, the biggest thing you do want to see, like, you you don't want to you, you want to have somebody that is licensed because what you don't want to happen. There's people that can do this and get on the table, but if they don't have a license, you don't want to run into the issue of like getting red tagged. That happened to one of my friends. Yeah, somebody that wasn't licensed. They did the house, and then it, the, you know uh, they, they came in and, and did the uh, inspection, and they saw that oh, well, this wasn't done by a licensed contractor. So then, bam, they red tag. You got to do the whole shit all over again. This is, mm. That wouldn't be no good. So that's cool. They say go to local Facebook groups and ask for references as well. That's a good place to get them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Angelo say, when the buyer wants to see the property, how do you arrange that virtually, Chris? Yeah, good question. So typically what we're trying to do on our first go around is we want to lock it up and put a lock box on it, right? So when we have one of our field runners or if our acquisition manager is going out to the property uh, to get photos, either one of them, we want them to uh, put a lot box on it. So that's the first way we're trying to go is because once they have a lot box on it, then we can just send the buyers through there on their own. If that's not the case, uh, we have a disposition manager that will go out and uh, will show the property. Um, so you guys can do that. If you're in a virtual market, you're just going to have your uh, field guy, field woman or whatever. They'll be the person that will show the property. You can pay them anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks or you can pay them like 5% on the deal of the net profits. Um, that's another option that you can do. So that's what you can do to arrange it where you just still have to be there. Um, that's what I've done in the past. But uh, first option is the lock box code on it. We tell the homeowner, listen, we're gonna give you the code and that way you have it. It's you, they're gonna use a spare key. Um, and this, and then we, well, hey, the way we word it is that, listen, you know, we uh, still have to get our contractors in there. And what we say is we don't say buyers, we use the term funding partner, right? So we say we still need to get our contractors in to get his estimates and our funding partner, which funds all of our deals, aka our cash buyer, into the property so we can close the deal. We don't want you to have to come back and forth to open up the house. So it's easier if we can just put a lock box on it so that way they can go in. We'll make sure nothing is touched, everything else. You have the code to it so you can come in and whatever you want as well. And then we can go ahead and move forward. We get this thing wrapped up in the next two weeks. Wow. Wow. So, so you actually present that to them and let them know we're putting a lock box on there. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we kind of cheat. We just kind of put it in the paperwork that a lockbox may be installed. <laughs> and then, because you know, because I've heard people come back to me and say, "Oh, my seller don't want me to put a lockbox." I'm like, "Why'd you tell them that? Just it's in the paperwork. We're gonna put it. We may put a lockbox on it. I mean, I don't know. Is that wrong or something? I mean, we do it. I mean, <laughs> Chris, that's solid. I ain't never heard of that. That's it says it on all our contracts. So we may install a lockbox for ease ease of access. It just says it right on our contract. And we never have any pushback like, oh, what's this? Or, oh, they sign it. And I mean, once we got a key, we put a lot box on it. I'll ask them for permission. Nice. I mean, I like maybe it. I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Let's see here. Um, Jonathan Branch has a good question. He said he has $2,000 US dollars. How can he start this business tomorrow? All right. So, Jonathan, first thing I want you to do is definitely, you know, I would tell you, tap in with Chris on all the information and education that he has for you. Um, because the first thing is you got to educate yourself. People act come to me all the time and be like, hey, I got 20000 And listen, I know people that blew 30000 and haven't got nothing. You know, so one is educating yourself first, having the knowledge of how to go out there. And basically, you're a marketer. How do I go out of market? So you learn the game of marketing, which you can learn from Chris Moreau, right? Tapping into shows like this, 
you know, getting in, 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 in tune with the things that his services and stuff like that he has. Then after that, um, it's just marketing. You know, most of your budget, if not all, is really going to go to you getting you some leads, whether you're going to be doing some cold calling, uh, text message blasts, rings, voicemails, whatever. Uh, but getting you some um, leads and start to market to homeowners. That's really all you're going to be focused on. You are a marketer as a wholesaler. You market for homeowners uh, that are looking to sell quick and get cash in their pocket. You market for buyers that you're going to match them up with those sellers and make money. Wow. So 2000 is a lot. I think I only started with a thousand and that was too much. I mean, people say you don't even need that much to get in the mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. So you literally can start with a little small amount of money. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I tell everybody, start, start low, man. Don't, don't go below 2000 on. Don't need, <laughs> you don't even need 2000. That, that's about six months of marketing almost. If you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, cause you can only handle so much anyway, if you just yourself. Exactly. Exactly. How much, how many leads can you handle? Right. All right, let's see here. Chris Jackson says, yeah, back in the day, Chris was going crazy with the REO game. Oh, yeah, you were. He's talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that was my first, my first introduction to wholesaling. So you were buying them from the bank then. So they needed you to have cash and you couldn't do. I mean, I guess the rules oh, are different, though, right? I know. It was crazy. So like back then, um, there was a website you can go on and you can print out a uh uh, proof of funds letter so i would use that to put in my offer and then what i would do this this is my strategy what i used to do because i you can't straight like wholesale like how we can do today to assign a contract to a buyer you got to double close on it so i had transactions funded in place but what i would do is i would lock up a deal i'll put an offer in like wednesday night thursday morning they would accept the offer around like thursday evening Right. And then we'll get all the stuff back by, you know, later Thursday to Friday. Right. So now I got a contract at the at the uh, latest Friday morning. Mm. I got the whole weekend. They're going to want the deposit, but I'm a I'm a prolong. I'm gonna be like, yo, I, I'm going to get the deposit in. Um, I'm sending the mail. So if I'm sending the mail on a Friday. They're not they're not expecting it right until the next week. So I would take the whole weekend. I would put out banner signs and I would market for buyers and try to get a buyer in for the weekend with a deposit before they looking for my deposit come Monday too. <laughs> Damn, that's called Rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> so you made it happen all over a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they want that money quick. Oh man, I almost lost a thousand dollars actually on one of them because um, I actually did send them the check and um, they only have a seven day inspection period for the most part. So I ended up couldn't find a buyer and almost got jammed up. I had to like make up this inspection. It was crazy, but I got my money back. But um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was it was definitely tough because you got to know your numbers. And, um, you know, it's different when you dealing with properties that's listed already. You got to get them under the list price because nobody's going to buy a property from you at 50 when it's on the MLS for 45 right and that's a good question how do you deal with it if it is listed on mls do you dabble in it or do you leave those alone all the way um we haven't done i haven't done a, a property listed in a, in a while but the biggest thing with properties that's listed is just you want to negotiate them under the list price so then when you bring it to a buyer the the, the property is you know under uh what the property is listed. So, so i feel like they're getting a good deal they're like how the heck did you get it for 30 and it's on here for 45. You know, that doesn't make any sense, but but, but they, they want it, you know what I'm saying? So so that was the biggest thing is just uh, we, we had relationships with, with some of the realtors where we would get stuff either fresh when it's coming off the market, like literally once it goes listed, it goes from listed to pending. 
or we were just getting the stuff that had been sitting on there for a long time and we will get them up. But nowadays that's not even happening because there's no inventory. <laughs> wow. So that's, that's great. So, so you don't mess around with any kind of real estate agents or nothing. You do all this stuff in house and do your business. Yeah. 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 I'll, I have a real estate agent to, she's my disposition manager. So she sells my deals, but I don't work to like acquire property from realtors. Nah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people spend a lot of energy. Let me look on the MLS and I can find a deal. And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to find a deal on there. That's a needle in a haystack for real. Real, real. Most definitely. So you would advise to go ahead and do your own marketing, find some deals on your own. That's the best way, right? Absolutely. All right. What's up, Nashira? Dropping in. Good to see you. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, well, an open question. How do y'all find leads? Definitely. Um, the biggest thing that we're using is we're using like list broker sites. Uh, so we use PropStream to pull a lot of different lists of distressed sellers, whether it's tax delinquent, vacant. Uh, we do um, liens. We also do failed listings, uh, which is somebody that just their listing of their property just didn't get sold, which is a really good actually target. So we we take lists like that, um, and then we also do like uh, stack a list. So we may do like a vacant homeowner that's also low income or bad credit. So we'll stack different distress filters on. But we pull these lists from sites like again like PropStream and TargetThesLists.com. And then what we do is we take those leads and we just start marketing to them, you know, because not everybody's going to want to sell the properties. It's a super numbers game. Uh, but that's what we use, uh, which Chris just popped up his free trial. You guys can check it out. Uh, definitely a gold mine. You guys can use, like I said, to, to start getting some leads and, and marketing to them. That's right. Prop stream. Get your free seven day trial at awokesource.com. As a matter of fact, next Monday, I'll be on with Burton from prop stream. I'll be looking over that app. They just dropped. So uh, check that out. So, um, so that's a good way to get some leads, get some people in. You get a property under contract. What are you doing now to find these cash buyers to take these deals off your hand? Yeah, well, two ways we do it. One, man, we use PropStream, right? So we can use them. <laughs> cash buyers right there for you. You can pull, um, and then we contact them that way. Uh, another thing that we do too is, which is a cool way, our dispo will actually list she's a realtor we'll list the property on mls um if you guys are in florida if you guys are in uh, i think it's also alabama you can use this website called flatfee.com you pay 99 dollars. you list the property on there they list it as a one-time fee on the mls for you your phone is going to blow up off the hook of tons of buyers wanting to deal a lot of times it will be a realtor that'll be calling on behalf of a buyer but we've been able to basically we do like when we have a hot, hot property that we know like this is a great deal. We will actually start a bidding war on our wholesale deal. We'll list it on a uh, flat fee as an MLS, um, you know, as, as a host. We'll list it for, as a deal. Right. That uh, and, and they'll contact us. And what we do is instead of putting a lot box on it for them to actually go see it, you got to do this. It's got to be a vacant property. But we will actually say my disposition manager will say, hey, listen, she'll, she'll do it like a realtor would do. We're actually having showing between one and two o'clock today. And she'll have that whole hour or maybe it might be two hours and she'll show the property to many of buyers. All of the buyers and the realtors that's in behalf of the buyer, they're all going to come in at the same time and they're going to start to see there's other people that are interested and then it starts a bidding war. And then by the time you know it, we didn't sell the property $10,000 more than what we asked. <laughs> crazy. So you said it's called flatfee.com? 
Yep, flatfeet.com. But they only down in that southwest area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other sites, but that site specifically, I think, is on Florida, Alabama that they, they offer it. Because I think they do that on Redfin or something, right? Can't you list it on there for 1% or something funky, I think? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I didn't know. Yeah, I think I saw some advertisement or something, but I never dabbled in it either. But yeah, mm -hmm. that, may, that definitely makes a difference. Dispo that bad boy. Because in Missouri, I don't know if you can do this everywhere, but we can do a contract by owner and put it on the MLS like that just by having it under contract. I don't know if everybody can do that. I mean, probably can't. Yeah, I don't think everywhere you can do that. That's the only thing. You just got it under contract, put it on the MLS. Damn, forget a hotel, a real hotel. Right. So cool, cool. So what do you got going on, uh, Chris? What 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 do what do you do for uh do you have some coaching or something? Or what do you do for people out here that want to get more information and want to follow your content? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I do is we actually hold a class. Uh we just started to um like I said, we just started. We have a class that we do live. We we, we kind of this week maybe stopped doing a live class. But anyways, long story short, uh, we do a live class typically for about an hour and a half every single, uh, well, about an yeah, hour and a half for every Thursday. And in this class, we teach how to actually get started with virtual wholesaling. And then at the end, we have an offer for you if you want to join our program. So we do have a, a, a group coaching program called the Virtual Flip and Richards 3.0. What it is is that we refined it. Uh, this is why it's our third model, third um, remod uh, of, of the actual course. But the biggest thing what we do that's different in this is that we do coaching every other week with myself. So every other Wednesday, I do a live call with all the students that's in our class. We got 1,600 members in there as, as of right now. We have a private Facebook group. And then we also, one of my students uh, that worked with me last year, he has a $100,000 plus a year business. He does live sales training and live calls every single Thursday at one o'clock for all our members as well. So we offer that if you come into our program, um, it's not cheap. It's a thousand dollars to get in. But if you come into our program and you get leads, if you do not have the confidence or don't feel like you can go out and call a lead yourself or specifically lock the deal up, maybe you talk to the lead, but you don't know how to negotiate the deal. You can submit that lead to us. Corey will actually go out and cold call that lead or call that lead. You know, if, if you haven't called, if you have talked to them, they'll call up as a follow up. And if he locks up the deal over the phone, you'll end up, you know, being able to take that deal and make profit of it. You just kind of split the deal with them 50 50 or whatever to see lock it up for you. But yeah, we do that. So calls every single Thursday with him, calls every other Wednesday with me. Again, we got a private Facebook group. We actually have softwares, we give you contracts, we give a whole bunch of stuff for it. So that's why it's not cheap to get in. Uh, but uh, you said it's only a thousand dollars, though. A thousand dollars is cheap in real estate, I mean, they can pay 20, 30, and 40,000 and get into this game. Yeah, it is cheap relatively, but some people, you know, they may not be used to they might, you know, be used to nine seven dollar products or something like that, which is cool. <laughs> We're doing stuff a little different out here, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so they used to the hundred dollars. We just got spoiled yeah. seven dollar deal, yeah. Yeah. everything a hundred dollars. So, mm -hmm. cool. so, where do people go if they want to find out about that? Yeah, so I would tell you, I mean, just connect me on Instagram. Um, I got the link in my bio, but at Detroit Mogul, you connect with me on there. And uh, yeah. Detroit Mogul, you see it down there in the uh, computer screen. You like my artwork. I'm trying to get good. So right there, Detroit Mogul on Instagram. Hit them up if you want to get more information on that uh, coaching program or that real estate program. Is that for local people or is that for people anywhere in the United States? Oh, anybody, anywhere in the United States. I mean, we got people all the way from Australia closing deals in Detroit. We got people Africa, you name it. So it's all over the world, honestly. 
but it's doing real estate in the state though. <laughs> right, right. I know that's why they said flatfeed.com. We even got people over here watching on Twitch. Look at that. They love oh, purpose nice. so trying it out. So we got about 43 people in here watching across the stream. If y'all have any other questions, drop them in here before we wrap this thing up. So uh connecting with you is on Detroit Mogul on Instagram. What other ways are people uh, able to connect with you? Uh, you can go to my website, Escape the Newbie Zone. Um, it's escapethenewbiezone.com. That's my podcast site. It has information about the training course. and I give a lot of videos away. I got over 300 something podcast episodes. I, I took a chill. I haven't done an episode in like two months, but there's, there's 350 plus episodes. So, I mean, you can go and consume all of the content on there as well, too. So, escapethenewbiezone.com. Uh, that's where my podcast is at. You can tap into that as well. Escape the newbie zone.com. Wow, escape just get up out of there. No more, yeah. <laughs> so you say you got over 300 something videos, so that's so much content out here. What do you say to a person that knows that there's so much content? How do they get focused on the right content or the content they want? How does a person figure that out? Absolutely. So, first, you want to look at is just there is a lot of content that you can consume, right? You can get into the analysis paralysis, uh, which I think all of us at some point in our entrepreneur journey fall into. Uh, but you know, like Chris just said, focus, follow one's course until successful. So the biggest thing to, I tell people is that who find one strategy, find one person, right. And you just follow everything they do. If they have this specific lifestyle or they are having the success that you want and they're having other people that are having success that you want to, because the one thing I want everybody to understand too, is that I say, listen, no matter if you come to me for coaching or you go to whoever else, it doesn't really matter. Look at, is that person living life and are they having the success that you want? And also, are is, the, is their students having a byproduct success as well too? If their students have success and they're having success, follow that person only. Do everything that they tell you to do. Don't jump around trying to find this other person because it looks shiny and it looks like, oh, you know what? <laughs> no, follow one. If they, if they tell you, this is all I do is cold calling. That's all you do is cold calling become the master of something instead of trying to become a jack of all trades and just go all in until you cannot stop i mean i mean you shouldn't be able to stop just just go all in until you get a deal pretty much because my thing is that anytime you invest anything right you you guys are on here right now you're investing your time right it's not money but you're investing your time so if you're doing anything in this business time money that investment needs to come back with a return so that means you should not stop until you at least get one deal. Then you can make the decision after you get one deal. Was it too much? Maybe you want to get into another industry, but it maybe you realize that it actually wasn't that much. And it's a pretty much simple process. You can keep going and then you'll realize, all right, I can do this full time, but at least get your return on your investment. Don't spend time and money on something and then be like, oh, it's too hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and go to something else. That's to me, it's stupid. They be quitting. There's an I in quit and they just ready to use it. <laughs> so all right so how does one know that they are ready for a coach or for a mentor or do they just keep trying until they figure it out or they can't go any further what do they know it's time to step up and get a coach yeah i would say um the biggest thing is that you know not you got to know yourself right so for me um when i first started i bought a 997 dollar course which was books and dvds it was so different from the way now so there was an instagram and things like that but um, I'm a self, I, I, I learn a lot from like just self-learning on the internet and things like that. So I can figure stuff out on my own with 
the help of some type of educational course or videos that I can watch. But that's myself or how I learn. Other people might need to learn more hands on. You know, other people may need to have more questions, you know, answered from that particular coach or consultant or whatever. So just be real with yourself. And then also look at it like this, like, do you have the time to go out and try to figure this stuff out on your own? Me, when I first started, I was like, all right, I can figure it out. I don't have no money, so I'm gonna figure it out bits and pieces or whatever. And that's what I did. Now I'm spending money. I spent 30 grand on the mastermind this year because I don't have time to be wasting and trying to figure certain stuff out. I'd rather pay the person that I know directly has the success I want. I'm gonna pay them not just for their success, I'm paying them actually for the mistakes. I don't want to make the same mistakes they made. So I'm paying them for the mistakes that they made. So I know that I don't make those mistakes and I can get closer and quicker to the success that I want. That's what you got to ask yourself. And if you're in that position, go ahead and, do, and, and get a coach now. I know that's right. It makes a big difference because, you know, you, you can cut, you can spend 10 years wasting time or five years wasting time. Like, man, because I talked to some people on a coaching call or just even a free call or something. And I'm like, man, this is like a small little tweak. And you was working real hard over there. You mm -hmm. could have made this call a long time ago and got all that worked out. Okay. And, got and said, hey, man, you're doing it backwards. But, you know, we all live and we learn. Right. Uh, Derek Wise wants to know what keeps you motivated and consistent? Definitely. Um. So for me, you know, I'm not going to say the typical stuff. I mean, yeah, my kids keep motivated. But, you know, my at the end of the day, my kids don't know the difference between 100,000 and, you know, 2,000. Right. <laughs> So it's motivation, but it's not super motivation, to be honest. But what keeps me motivated, honestly, is, uh, is, is is two things. One is lifestyle. I'll just be like transparent. Like my lifestyle that I have, I love it. I just got back from New York today. Um, the past few weeks, I've been traveling like it ain't no pandemic, honestly. Like, I've been to L.A. I mean, not L.A. I've been to Vegas. I've been to Arizona. I've been to Miami. I went to Philly, so like I've I've been on the grow on the on the move. I mean, so like for me, my lifestyle, like I love to be able to travel and do things and and be able to live on my own terms in the sense of whatever I want to do, I can be able to do, and there's no limit when it comes to because there's enough money and there's enough capital and generating you know from from businesses that allows me to do that. So that's one, and then two, um, the reason why like I, I what keeps me motivated and consistent with like getting out to the world the messages and coaching and stuff like that is this legacy when i die whenever that is whenever my time is up i don't know what it is i want my funeral to have a lot of different people that tell stories that even a conversation like this that they might have had that they picked up some gems and game on that have changed their life that's what i want i want my daughter and my son at my funeral whenever that is that they're like damn I, my dad was a shit. <laughs> my dad he, he helped a lot of people you know what i mean so that's what keeps me motivated is on that side too is his legacy at this point i know that's right that's what kind of motivates me as well i know what the alternative is going to get a nine to five and clocking in and begging for a day off begging for a vacation time mm -hmm. hell no i want the freedom mm -hmm. once you're free you can't go back right Can't man you can't it don't even feel right like somebody lying like what i gotta go back and do what oh no <laughs> i know that's right so let's see here can every single property be handled being wholesaling creative financing etc i guess can everything become a deal somehow uh well you know every property can be sold at the right price right so yeah you can there there is a strategy for pretty much damn near every single property 
will the homeowner be uh, acceptable for it? Will they accept that type of strategy? That's the question that has to be answered um, because you may come up with a creative way that you're trying to say, hey, what if I could get you that amount? But over the course of you know a few years, when you ask that question, then maybe they say yes, but maybe they say no. So yeah, there is a strategy. I mean, you can do keys for you know for deeds. Like there's all type of like cash for deed. There's so many different like strategies in real estate that I have not even tapped to. So yes, you every single property can be handled differently where you can make a deal. It's just you got to know that knowledge on how to be able to offer that to the homeowner and them seeing the benefit of themselves you know because again we you might have a homeowner that they want the cash right now and owner finances don't even make sense to them they like i need the cash right now <laughs> mm -hmm. makes a big difference angela long say oh man chris you just struck a nerve i'm officially tired of begging for a day off <laughs> That, that that freedom is all everything oh, that's yeah. right freedom yeah. is key yeah and uh cynthia wants to know what's next for you chris oh man so um really you know in in business i would say is just um my my thing is that i don't have necessarily any income specific goals per se right now i'm focusing on building wealth at this point it's so it's just like i want more assets that I'm looking to acquire. Um, so that's like my biggest thing that that's next for me is, is, is to keep, you know, buying assets. Other than that is, is just, I want more uh, testimonials. We're getting about one testimony a week. I want to get that up to like three. Uh, I'm, I mean, yeah, but once I, yes, one testimony a week. I want to get that up to like three. Like I want to be more like two, three a week. Um, so my thing is that, you know, any type of goal you have with, when it comes to tied to money, you know, there's this thing is that, listen, if you want to make a million dollars, help a million people. So my 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 thing is that I need to be able to help more people. If I can help more people make more money, then ultimately I'm going to be blessed and, 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 and it's going to come back tenfold to me as well. So that's my thing, too, is just I want to be able to help more people and get them to understand um, the power of this business. You know, it's a business. Yeah. So that that's what's next to me is just. Continue to stay focused, buy some assets, and um, yeah, just lead by example. That's right. Lead from the front. Lead the charge. If y'all watching, give this video a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a share. Uh, Chris, you just mentioned something about testimonials. What are you doing as far as testimonials? Are they writing them out? Is it a video testimonial? What are they doing? Yeah, so we try to get all of them to submit videos. Yes. Um, that's really the biggest thing, but... We get people that write us like on our Facebook group every week. Like, oh, we just closed the deal, this and that. Some people are a little afraid to get on the camera. So, I'm, you know, it's fine. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, we try to get a lot of them on video, though. That's what we want. Because we want them to share their story. But some people, believe it or not, I had a guy the other day. He did a deal that he made. Um, it was like 15 grand. And he was like, yeah. He was like, I don't want my people in my neighborhood to know how much I'm making. So he went up there and I was like, all right, man. <laughs> making too much money. <laughs> so definitely. So yeah, testimonials on the training side as well as on the real estate side. We've yeah. gotten deals, I know for sure, because we, you know, after we do a deal with a seller, we get a video with them. Hey, how did everything work? It was great. Chris was great, whatever. And we put that on our website. People have actually get done deals with us because they looked at all the video testimonials and that has increased our conversion rate. Absolutely. You got to do something to separate yourself from the competition, right? Exactly. Cool, cool. 
All right, let's see here. Um, WD Property Investment says, I just hired my first virtual assistant. Do you have any advice on teaching my VA to build rapport with the seller? Yeah, the best advice, what we do every single Monday, we do a call with our VA. Now, and she's been with us for a while, so it's a little bit different, but like the best advice I would tell you to do is what we did early on was we do role playing. So you should always role play every and do a, 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 a weekly call with that VA every single week and do role playing for about 10, 15 minutes and switch it up. Do one that obviously where it's a pretty general call where you're, you're the seller, you're asking, you know, certain questions or you're getting them to obviously to ask you certain questions and you respond back, but then be a mean seller, respond back negatively, respond back where, you know, you're, you're causing a little you know, chaos in a sense to 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 see how they're going to react to it and then from there you know when they mess up or they say something you say listen in that particular time when i said you know where'd you get my phone number from you should have responded like this right and so now they're you know we're taking notes and they're understanding how to handle you know calling how to build rapport um as well and so uh that's what you do is the best place best thing is role playing role play so practice makes perfect mm -hmm. That's right. I tell people all the time, you got to be practicing and training. You know, we can try to dodge out of it, especially if you're talking about hiring a team and VAs. You got to have a plan to train these people because they're a reflection of you. If they go out there and they suck, you suck. Would yeah. you agree with that, Chris? Absolutely. All right. So that's what we want. So let's see here. Uh, if we have any other questions in here, let's see. It's a lot of different kind of words. I'm just trying to see if there's any other questions. Um, they said they appreciate that. Thank you for that. And I need I need and want to build financial wealth. So that's what you were talking about a second ago when it comes to wealth, building it up. So you want are you using like private money or using your money or what are you doing as far as deals? Yeah, I'm just using my own cash. Um, I got money. Yeah, I know. They say don't ever use your cash, Chris. <laughs> you know the reason why? The only reason why I'm using my cash is because you know one of my businesses generates so much cash that it's like I need write-offs. You right. know. So start getting to the point where you're getting a lot of money coming in rapidly you know the best way yeah i could just hold on to it but here's the thing i'm going to pay taxes on it right so instead of paying thirty thousand taxes i will go ahead you know and take that 30 grand put it into real estate i'm also get the tax benefits from buying an uh, asset like that and then it's also going to break me cash flow and stuff so 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 that's the only reason why i'm taking that money and putting it to and using it to, to buy properties but other than that you know I would use somebody else's money. Of course, that's the best strategy to do, period. So what I'm hearing is you got rich people problems. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because people don't know when you start getting money, taxes is your largest expense. Oh, taxes will tear your butt up. Listen, especially you don't have no write-offs. Again, why would you? You Listen, you don't want to know that the, 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 the I got a CFO team that I hired. And so we go over numbers every single month of like where we're at as far as the, the write-offs, as far as um, you know, the, the bookkeeper, the, the money that's coming in and where to go. And it's like, we have a business that's just, you cash rich, you got to find ways to move it around and hide it or, or get rid of it somehow. Cause if not, uncle Sam will eat you alive. When you seven figures in, it's ridiculous how much they rape you. <laughs> It'll be 300,000. You'd be like, man, I ain't giving them all that money. Hell no. <laughs> so you're going to learn how to maneuver and move like a snake, move, move like a snake. They ain't giving them nothing. <laughs> all right. Cynthia says, does Chris do joint ventures? 
Yeah, yeah, we do the uh, JVs. Um, we look for stuff in our market specifically, but uh, that's the reason why, you know, for, for all the members that's in our, our program, uh, our student, Corey, that does the cause, he JVs all across the country. So he'll do so. But our ourselves, we only really set up shopping really in Florida because we got stuff in Jacksonville. We've sold, we've done some deals in Orlando and stuff like that. So if it's in Florida, we'll take a look at it. Anywhere else, I mean, if it's a great deal, I won't pass up on it. But we only really look at stuff really for like my area specifically in Florida. But if it's a deal in Florida that, you know, we, we could be able to JV on, we'll do it too because, I mean, we got buyers up north. And, and South Florida as well. So Florida, anything in Florida, hit up Chris. Yeah, he got you hooked up. Buyers, whatever you need, we, we got you. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They want to know if List Source is a dead channel. No, no, List Source uh, is never a dead channel. I mean, yes, there's other, you know, you know, sites and like PropStream we mentioned earlier and things like that that you can use. List Source isn't dead. Um, it's just, it's not the go-to site that everybody talks about because of these other different sources and sites that people are using, but no, it's not dead. Yeah. Cause I've spent thousands of dollars on list source. I've got deals from it. Don't get me wrong, but boy, it costs a lot to get that deal. Say <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's serious. I'm like, man, I pull a list, skip trace a list. I'm like, damn, six, $700 deep. Right. I, ain't, I ain't talked to nobody yet. Right. I said, I'll talk to them. No. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, Moses Atkins says, where's the best place to find the right contracts for closing deals? Well, I'm glad you asked. Right above my head there, there's a site called WokeRealEstates.com. has all the contracts you need for wholesaling, creative deals, subject to wraparound mortgages, lease options, all the funky stuff, all the paperwork to make that paperwork is right there at WokeRealEstate.com. Um, let's see here. What is the process for getting someone on payroll? I want to officially hire my 15-year-old son to do some VA tasks. So, yeah, that's good. You actually can um, hire them and it'll save you in taxes as well, too. But far as putting them on payroll, I mean, um, you just set up some type of like contract with them, uh, what they're going to be getting paid, and then you can pay them, you know, however you want to pay them, you know, biweekly, you can pay them weekly, monthly um but but hiring them is just putting a, a regular contract with them and saying we're going to agree to it's probably doesn't have to be like a you know employment letter or anything like that officially like you get from working like a corporate job you know you could just say this is what we're going to agree to on you're going to work this hours um and these are the tasks at hand and that could just be a simple document that you create you guys both sign it and boom it's official just like that and yeah you can uh i don't know what the law is called or something but i believe if you're hiring your own children you that money like a portion of that money is tax-free like yes. twenty-six thousand or something like that i don't remember what the number is but you could basically not pay zero tax on that money so go do some research angie definitely check that out i forgot what it's called but uh hit me up later i may be able to send that information over to you now everybody gonna hit me up oh what's that called i, don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't say that all right so let's see here uh, I need help getting other people's money. I really need to get in. I'm ready to get into this investing now. Other people's money. How do you go about getting that, Chris? Yes. Yeah, so, um, the biggest thing is networking, right? So one of the things is that you want to, there's a very simple question you can ask anybody. Um, you don't want to come at somebody directly and ask them for money, but what you want to do is you got to understand that everybody is what's in it for me. 
So instead of asking for, hey, man, I need $100,000 for this you know, property I'm looking to fix up and flip. No, change the question. And it's not even it's not even a question directed to them, but it is. So here's what you can say. Instead of saying, hey, you know, can I get $100,000 for this property? Say, hey, you know anyone that would like to make 8% on their return on their money in the next 90 days? And then just wait. And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for somebody that, you know, has some cash laying around the bank that want to make a quick 8% on their money. You know, and maybe, maybe you, if it's a rehab, it might only take 60 days. However, you know, long. But but that's one way you can start to do um, is is offer to get private money is offer the benefit and offer to them not directly but just say that they know anybody because nine times out of ten if they had the money they were like oh, yeah well I got the money I will. tell me a little bit more how this works and then boom now the conversation starts but you just want to make sure when you borrow any type of money even when I had to borrow money from my baby mama to buy the course when I first got started I gave her the benefits hey listen. This is the benefits that will happen. First off, our daughter gonna be taken care of because I'm gonna make this thing happen. One, right? That's Two, right. the benefit is is that I'm gonna also, you know, pay you back double once the deal closes. So, you know, if you need money to necessarily get into uh, to marketing or whatever for your wholesale business, think about some other people that you might know have money, but then give them the benefit before asking them. Give them the benefit of offer of what's it gonna be for them because you can't just go ask the money. And there's no correlation of why they should give you the money because they like, oh, what is it? What's in it for me? Start off what's in it for them. Mm. Then, you know, if you lead with that first, then get into it. You can have a better, uh, somebody's better outcome of what you're looking to get, which is the money. Yeah, a lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, let me get a hundred thousand for what? What's going on with that? You know, and all that. And then you got to you reverse. You're out of position. You got to stay yeah. in position when you're pitching this stuff. Good one there. That's a good one on how to get it. And if you are watching in the woke real estate investing group, hit that description all the way down at the bottom. There's a link that'll let us know who you are because I can't see who you are. It just says Facebook user. Uh, let's see here. Uh, honestly, it feels good to be learning from black men that are on their road to being multimillionaires. You two, Max, Antoine, etc., are like uncles for us youngsters. Oh, wow. Appreciate it. It's a compliment. So they're yeah. they coming in, bringing heavy hitters. That's right. And that's how we do it each and every Monday night right here. Let's see here. Chris, I have properties for sale right now, but I can't see who you are. I don't know if you're talking to that Chris or this Chris. Too many <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you do. Um, if you got a deal for me, I must put my email address up. Where do people go if they want to send you a deal or something? Do they just hit you on a social media? What do they do with that, Chris? Yeah, hit me on social media because I end up sending them acquisition person, uh, Mike, to take a look at it. So just send it to me on, on Instagram. Send it to them on Instagram at Detroit Mogul. If you got something for me in the St. Louis market, Chris at WokeRealEstate.com. Shoot me an email. I'll definitely take a look at it. I'll look at anything, but I won't buy anything. No junk allowed. All right. Let's see what we got here um great information thank you that's no problem where's the links there's no link and there okay so um all right so any uh closing statements you want to give to the family i see they left a lot of questions in here i want to say thank you for coming on too because i know this is a you know a lot to get on and take time from the family and all that stuff and come back and give to the community for free drop some heavy on them on a closing statement all right closing statement man i tell listen um one of the things that you want to understand with this business is that this is a marathon okay you, you know 
rest in peace to, 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 to Nipsey Hussle, man. And he talks about the marathon continues. A lot of people think that this is a quick sprint. And I want you guys to understand this as well, is that fall in love with the process, the journey of getting to where it is you want to get to, because there comes a point, and I just got to be upfront, transparent with you guys. There comes to a point in life when you finally feel like you did make it, when you're getting a lot of money, that it doesn't feel as good, doesn't feel as fulfilling. You don't even necessarily feel as happy when the money is there because now you got to figure out what one, what are you going to do with the money? Two, you may even still sometimes feel a void of emptiness of you thought what it was going to feel when you started to get it. So I'm not, and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, you know, like don't want and don't acquire a lot of money. But I'm telling you, this is fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the process. If you only fall in love with just the result, when the end result comes, you got to keep chasing that result. But you fall in love with the process, you're going to enjoy every single part of it. You know, you look at artists, entertainers, they fall in love with the creativity of making the art and stuff that they put out for you guys to enjoy and listen. It's the same thing with your business. Fall in love with you skip tracing the leads. You fall in love with talking with sellers. Maybe you're getting some no's. It doesn't matter. That no is going to be quicker for you to get the yes. I, this the 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 yes to a contract, the yes to getting a deal closed. There's a bunch of no's in the woods, and all you're doing is getting rid of the ones of the no's, and that yes is right there. So fall in love with the process of everything, and I promise you, you will make it happen. You will get there. And uh, you will enjoy everything of it, too. The success will feel so good uh, because you can't enjoy success without pain first. Mm, you got to go through the pain, go through the woods and come back out and come out the hood. <laughs> so definitely that's some powerful stuff right there. Most definitely. So connect Detroit mogul on IG. Chris Bruce, my bro, came in hard, swinging and bucking and bucking and swinging. You're welcome back here anytime. You got anything coming up in the future, anything you need to tell the people about anything, you're always welcome here, bro. Other than that, thank you for coming on, all right? I appreciate it, Chris. All right, all right. That's how we do it, family, each and every Monday night, right here, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern, where we talk about that real estate talk. Give this video a thumbs up. Give it a like, give it a share, tag somebody. Even if you're watching on the replay, leave a smart alecky comment down there. Say, I don't agree with that. You wrong. Let me know. I don't care. Say you right about that. Oh, I went through this situation. Give us feedback. That helps us with the algorithm. That helps us move up because we want to help as many people as humanly possible all the time. Let's see what we got here. Thank you. No problem, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got Tisha. Good stuff. That was good. That's right. That's good. That's how we do it. $12,000 tax deduction per child up to three children. Look at you being woke over there. Staying woke. Stay woke or wind up broke. Thank you for that feedback as well. So like I said, we'll be on next Monday night, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. Make sure you're tuned in for that. We'll be going through uh, some marketing systems. That's August the 10th. Make sure you're tuned in and get that. So we'll get that going. Uh, the following week, we're on with Antoine Campbell out of Virginia. But I think he's doing deals all over the East Coast there. Make sure you're tuned in for that on the 17th, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. We also have booked in Victor Antonio talking about sales. Because like we just said in the stream here, this whole business is about what? Marketing and sales. When you get through, you're going to have to market. When you get through, you're going to have to sell. Somebody got to market. Somebody got to sell. So we're going to give you some strategies and some tips and some tricks to help you with the sales. That's on the 31st of August. 
That's what we're doing there. If you ever want to be notified of any of the upcoming live streams, all you have to do is text JV to 31996. That'll get you the free joint venture agreement. And it'll get you the notification to know when we go live. Text JV to 31996. And here's some resources to help you out in your real estate investing endeavors. Woke source for more leads you can handle. Woke skip tracing for the skip tracing service as low as 15 cents per match. And WokeRealEstate.com for contracts, cool gear, and the coaching. All right. So that's how we're going to do it, family. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, Chris, you can stand by if you want to for a second there. Other than that, see y'all on the next one. Do what you do. Be who you be. And I'll see you before you see me. And we have. And we have. Mr. I stay. Pro, 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 And Mr. I stay. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match, not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com.